Welcome back to the Etceteras. As always, I'm your host, Eddie Gonzalez. I am joined by undefeated Phoenix Sun, as of now, Kevin Durant. What up, bro? How you feeling, man? Solid, man. Made your home debut last night. We had to talk about that, obviously. Yeah. No way around it. You were nervous. I know you didn't use the in, the, the nervous word in the in the post-game presser. You were much more uh, political about it. I wouldn't say nervous, more, more anxious. Is that the same thing? I think it's it's another nice way to say, as yeah. your friend, I'm watching, like, he looks nervous. He's speeding up. Speeding what up. What you said. Tell us about it. Because you had a false start. We'll talk about that, too. But you had a false start with your home debut. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was a part of it, too. It's just a lot going on right now. Yeah. I feel like I've had those games before. Um, but with that being my first game back, um, it, felt, it felt a little different. So, like, the shots that I, that I was missing, they felt bigger than usual. But um, as the game went on, I got more comfortable. And uh, as, uh, as I play more, I'll get more comfortable. So, you know. Just another step. As the friend, as the optimist, I thought you hit the boards really well. I thought you made some great, <laughs> yes. some made great passes. Yes. Uh, that you played good defense. That's what you cap. have to say when you don't shoot the ball well. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean it. I try Eight to stay rebounds, engaged. Tough rebounds. I try to stay engaged. Uh, but it is tough when you score the ball and you're not making shots. Um, that's the battle is just staying engaged. So, yeah, I try to do the other things. It's always funny for me because you're such a calm collect it just like smooth the basketball player yeah to watch you be frustrated and then to watch you just and it's usually shot making it's only shot making that kind of seems to piss <laughs> <Yeah>. you off <laughs> I, I i get uh yeah i get frustrated a lot um uh, it might not be as visible as it was <laughs> last game but um yeah i just try to i really want to make every shot i shoot man so you know when i don't make them uh, I tend to get upset with myself, and I'm still working through that too. Shit, that's a battle as well. I mean, they were good shots. I didn't see. Uh, I think there was one driving left. You took over. It was a few two people. That it was, was probably like, half of them were bad. Probably more than half. Like, <laughs> probably like I shot 18. Probably like 13 of them was like, all right, I could have shot it better. Maybe the timing and the position was right, but the way I shot it wasn't good enough. Like rushed it, just no fundamentals, but. Yeah, I could have took a lot of those back. Well, I'm just happy to see you back on the court. The injury was such a freak injury. Like, it was so weird. Yeah, so, that's, that's three big injuries like that. Yeah. Last couple years, just freaky. Um, It was unfortunate, but it is what it is at this point. So, I was at that game. <laughs> it was funny because afterwards you apologized. I'm like, why are you apologizing to me? But I understood kind of. It, it all happens so quick, and then I'm upstairs, and then I get a text that you're like, you don't think you're going to go. I'm like, what? And then it all happens so fast. But the thing that struck me is you were just like, you were like embarrassed. Like you were like embarrassed that yeah. that happened. It was, it was weird. You're a star, and so it's always a big thing. But they were so excited. The fans in Phoenix were so excited to see you. And just like every time you moved around on the court, yeah. it was like an ovation. So I was like, He's, he looks like. This is awkward, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah I felt bad, I mean, because it was such a freak thing. I mean, I wanted to go out there and play in front of the crowd. Felt like it was a big letdown when the game started because I didn't think people realized I wasn't playing until right when the game started. Mm-hmm. So I knew that would be a, a quick little letdown. Uh, but I, I knew they will understand that stuff happens and that I'll be out there as quickly as I, as I can. But everybody's just patiently waiting for me to go out there and play. I've I've never tripped on my own foot in front of 10,000 people, so I'm, I'd probably be embarrassed. My it's like this. I've done that before in the workout. 
<laughs> where I've stepped back and like sprained my ankle before. Um, but that one was that one was tough. My my ankle swole up so fast, and I was like, damn, I didn't know. I tried, and I didn't know if I should just go out there and play or tell the trainers. You know, I was like in between <laughs> there. So um, I'm I'm glad we worked it through it though. I'm back out there. When you told me that afterwards, I was like, <laughs> what? He's like, I, I realized I couldn't sneak on the court at that point. Because <laughs> <laughs> my ankle was swollen, and I was like, damn, I got to get taped for the game, so they're going to see it. <laughs> yeah, that was a trip, but you're back now. Uh, you guys are in the fourth seed. You don't care about seeding. You don't? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, you're going to have to play who you got to play. Um, you know, obviously, you want to get the highs, you know, win every game, and that brings the high seed. But whatever happens, man, just go out there and play. I like your chances. I like your mob. You have six games now to work through your stuff yeah that doesn't feel like enough time like enough time to do what to build your synergy right to i mean it's, it's all, always a work in progress yeah, yeah i think it's always a work in progress i mean all these teams have been changing and guys have been in and out the lineups so and you got to find new identities i feel like every day i think you find different ways to play throughout the season you got different schemes and strategies that you got to implement throughout the whole season. So that may, I mean, that's, that may be a part of like chemistry and, you know, changing your team. But as far as like us being on the same page, communicating with one another, regardless of what we do scheme strategy wise, as long as we got that solid, then I feel like we can handle anything. So we all on the same page. We all talk through stuff and, you know, we'll figure it out on the fly, I guess. The Western Conference is so jumbled. It's so, it's such a long jam. Great teams at the bottom of the standings, all that. We talked about the play-in before. Like, I feel like this is the best version of what we can get from the play-in. You, <laughs> we've had the LeBron and the Lakers and Steph and the Warriors in it twice now. It looks like we're gonna have it in them three times. Like, do you like the play-in? You weren't that big of a fan last time. Uh, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really think I don't really have any feel any ways towards it. I mean, it's it's uh high intensity basketball, which I like. You know, it's guys who have to, towards the end of the regular season, you plan not to get in the play-in, so it's just high-intensity ball. But around this time, April, March, late March, April, I mean, it's always just great ball, so it don't really matter to me. Okay, before we move on, because you say high-intensity ball, I wanna, I've been wanting to talk to you about this player for like a month now. Dylan Brooks, like, he's made this reputation unto himself now, and he's like changing energy of basketball games. What, You've played with him. He's guarded you. You've, yeah. you've talked to each yeah. other. What, what do you think of Dylan? And and his thing with Draymond, like all this stuff he has going on. Yeah, I, I just, I, I've seen so many players like that, that, you know, play with that high energy, physical, um, you know, talk a little trash here and there, but really just playing physical, trying to prove themselves, um, you know, on this stage, you know, there's a lot of players that come through the league and you want to stand out and, you know, become a, a name in this, in our game. And I think Dylan Brooks has really took advantage of the opportunities he has playing with a young team, being, uh, you know, had so much responsibility as a young player, being able to guard some of the best players. So you got to have some type of, I don't want to call it crazy for lack of a better term, <laughs> but you got to have, you got to muster up something for you to do that every single night to be asked to be guard the, the best players every night and also, you know, be an integral part of the offense. So, yeah, he, he sometimes he takes it too far, but it's just a part of the role he has to play for his team. And we've seen so many players in the history of the game that we all love for doing the same stuff, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, it is who he is and he's standing on that and I can respect it. It's a part of, High level basketball, like you're saying, like you need 
those guys. You need that energy. You need a guy who who can sit there and say, I'm going to put all my energy on defending Steph tonight. Like <laughs> It's a tall task doing that every night. And all of these guys are so different and unique. You really have to mentally prepare to play these guys. You know, you got to be prepared to get 40 put on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you got to be ready for that. And I think he's mentally figuring out, all right, this is what I want to be in this league. And I'm going to prove it every time I step out on the floor. Yeah, sometimes he talk a little shit to me. And I'm like, yo, just chill tonight. <laughs> but I I can respect that he bringing that energy to the game every time he play. It's not no front with him. You know, I've realized there's a little bit of a code to trash talk on the court in the sense of you guys kind of keep it on the court. You guys kind of like you go most of the time don't go to the media and say this is what he said when he was saying. You keep it in-house. But it seems like Dylan is one where guys are like – I gotta tell you what he said. To me, he said some shit. <laughs> so. Yeah, a lot, a, a lot of guys now are. Um, I mean, there's just so many eyes on us now. Anytime something happens on the floor, we gotta know what's said. We gotta hit, try to get the mics. We gotta, we gotta see what's going on. Read the lips and see what's going yeah. on. So it's bigger than what it used to be. But those scuffles happen throughout the game. We talk so much, little. We say so much little slick shit to each other throughout the game that. It's not really a big deal when it's over. It's just a part of the, the the dialogue. Sometimes you don't even know what you're saying. It just comes out. You know what I'm saying? We're just so conditioned to be on that court and compete against one another. Um, and then when the game over with, you can just release all that and, and move on. To me, that's my favorite basketball to play, by the way. Like, as long as we keep it at, you know, at the level, at the competitive level, let's yeah. not be weird. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like. And it goes to that. It, it's it's there's a lot of instances where it gets yeah. to that side of like weird. Now, all right, I don't fuck with you outside of this, <laughs> yeah. but I, I mean, a lot of other times it's just we talk a little trash, move on. I respect what you're doing, but I'm trying to win tonight. Yeah, that's. I mean, when I play, and I'm not in the league, but if we got a good competitive run, I'm gonna I'm gonna chirp him. He oh, can't yeah. guard you like yo. You, yeah, you all alone out there. You got you. That's you. And I'm going to do that, even if I'm not the one cooking, even if it's yeah. Vernon out there yeah. cooking. I'm going to like, sure, they know he's yeah. cooking their ass. Like, that's basketball to me. Yeah, but, it is. And I don't, th- I don't think dudes take that personal. Nah, I don't think. So, okay, I want to talk about one thing I don't think is basketball and kind of fits into this. This conversation about who's scared of what player more. And, and you've getting lumped into this a lot because your bag is your bag. What, uh, what Chalmers said about Chalmers Ryan. and then Tristan and then even my co-host Chandler Parsons said, yo, I was scared of KD, but I wasn't scared of these guys. I, I, get what the, I get what they're saying. I just think fear and scared are the wrong words. Where, where do you sit with all this? It's an appropriate fear that you have for your opponents knowing that if you aren't locked in, anybody, this is the NBA we're, we're all great players. Somebody can go off and kill you tonight. So let me lock in and be ready. You know, that's the type of fear that I'm, I'm thinking about. Like, when you're going against the best players, you know, the Michael Jordans and LeBron James, of course you feel, you know that you, you're getting into some shit tonight. But if you're locked in and ready for it I wouldn't, and you prepare for it, I wouldn't say you're scared, but you know it can go either way. So you just got your head on a swivel, it feel like. But I wouldn't say anybody's just, like, fearful of the challenge, don't want to play, ducking guys for the night, calling with an injury. <laughs> that that type of stuff I don't see much of. You, I mean, you've prepared for LeBron in three separate finals. Like, you know that there is, like, 
yo, there's a tension to like we gotta do something about this shit he does. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's at home all day thinking about watching film, thinking about all right, what moves is he gonna do? What is he doing right now? Yeah, that's if you want to call that fear, then yeah, we go over. We want to do well out there. We want to be prepared for the battle ahead. So yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna have that person that you guard in your mind before the game, throughout the game. Yeah. So if you want to call that fear. That's, I guess that's just preparation. You want to get ready for, you know, what's, what's ahead. If you're not doing that, then if you don't feel that way before a game, before a big matchup, I don't really think you in, invested in the game. I like that. That's a great way to put it. And I think, look, it's it's a Jordan and LeBron convo is how this starts. And we know those never go civil. And it is what it is. But, yo, they're preparing for Mike. They're preparing for Bron. They're preparing for you. They're preparing for Steph, for Giannis, for all these people there's a healthy respect for what all of you guys do and the effectiveness of it as you're preparing to play, play these teams. But, I mean, since we are, we are talking about it, it, it's they do talk about Michael, like the players that played against Michael Jordan talk about him in that way, right? Like they feared playing against him. They feared get put on highlights and stuff like that. But a lot of people felt the same way about guys in that era, the LeBrons, the Kobe's, the T-Mac. Like everybody had people that, you know, Stress they stress the D's defenders out. <laughs> it's just a part of being a great player. So yeah, that's just a that's a that's a appropriate fear is what I try to call it. I'm a I'm a be guy on the couch fan for a second. Don't tell me the nineties were like the toughest era of all time and you could never go in the paint and we could hit you with a bat and there was no foul. But then also tell me that you're like terrified. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike is Mike. Don't yeah. get me wrong, he's he's fucking Michael Jordan. I go back and watch a lot of that. Those '90s film, that '90s film, '80s stuff, and they play physical, but I just think they got away with a lot of flagrant fouls, and I think that's <laughs> that's why they call their era more physical than ours because guys, are, we play physical here too. It's more space, but guys play physical. We got strong, athletic guys here too. But I watched some of those games. The paint was clear, nobody was getting touched. It wasn't a lot of help defense, but you did get a lot of flagrant fouls that weren't didn't result into fines or getting kicked out the game. So it just seemed like, you know, it was a little tougher. And my thing about that is, like, if you if you put on a game from 85 or whatever, a, a foul is still a foul. Like, yeah. there's still touch fouls. There's still player. a lot there's of – There's still yeah. ticky-tack stuff. Yeah. Remember, there's that old Dream Team video and, and Magic and Larry, like, we can't touch them, watch out, because mm-hmm. they're talking about Mike. It'll be a foul. That has always existed, but I do agree with you. Like the hard, flagrant, like not basketball players. Yeah, yeah. that did seem to be a little more frequent and a little more aggressive. Yeah, and the, but rep- the game is better for not having that though. Yeah, I mean, those, a lot of those players just got called as texts yeah. and you moved on. Nowadays, guys might get suspended for doing some. Yeah, of, like some of the fouls Bill Lambert would pull off, <laughs> like in, in transition, he would, how he would foul some of those guys that might been resulting in suspension nowadays. So. Guys more cautious of being extra physical based off of that. It is kind of crazy that there was once upon a time where Dr. J and Larry Bird got into a fight on the NBA court. Yeah, man, so many fights <laughs> in the 90s, and they just broke it up and kept playing. <laughs> crazy. But if that happened in our era, we would be looked at as tough. You might have to add a scrap to your resume. Like, Nah, it costs too much nowadays. <laughs> Melo, we've had some great guys like, throw a few blows I never I've never gotten to the point where I want to fight I've never got that maybe I don't care enough I've never got that mad playing basketball like, yeah. I'm gonna fight you now so I get it Um, I wanna talk about the tournament your boys 
Tough L. Tough one. But Rodney Terry gets that job. You've spoken highly of him. How do you feel about where the team's going and all of that going forward? Man, I'm very excited for uh, RT, man, because when you got somebody, alumni that, that will coach there, had a stint there for a long period of time, get to come back. A lot of the guys that he recruited uh, really left the mark there at Texas and built a, a culture there at Texas. So for him to come back and kind of bring everybody back, you know, had that support again was was key. You know, Chris Beard was an alumni too. So that alumni coming back to, you know, be on the coaching staff was huge for the program, I thought, uh, and building the culture. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what we do in the future, man. We got a good recruiting class coming in, a couple of McDonald's All-Americans, you know, the next few years. So it's looking it's looking good for us, man. I'm glad we was able to get to that lead eight too, man. So I'm proud of the guys. It was a good run. It's obviously a strange time in college basketball. We have, you know, a lot of hangover from the COVID stuff, the yeah. open transfer portal. Yeah. I think it's diluted the pool a little bit. I think it's also brought about some parity, although number one seat's lost. Is is it? You feel like it's a good tournament? Like I'm watching, kind of iffy. I feel like we didn't get as many great games. I feel but like you have a one seat losing. You have Princeton going with it. But that's not that's not great games though. We has I feel like I feel like we had a lot of the close games, a lot of upsets, um, not too many blowouts, which was which is always good. But I, the one thing, the college, you know, with the COVID stuff and the, the fifth years, you know, getting the extra year, that has you know made the game seem a little older than before, but. Uh, the stage is still the same, you know. It's still important to play in the tournament and make it to the Final Four and become a champion. So we're going to always watch, watch regardless of, you know, what teams, like the low-major teams that are in there, mid-major teams, sorry, that are in there right now. Uh, the stage is still a stage. I flip-flop where I used to really like the one-and-done loaded teams. And now I kind of like, I have an affinity for, like, a Drew Timmy. Like, a I, I like to see a fourth-year senior on a team yeah. just banging it out, you know? Yeah. And I, I like to see teams that, you know, four of these guys have been together for X amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so the tournament will always be the tournament. It'll always be entertaining. And, that, and that's what you're seeing, you know? I think these teams are mature uh, teams that have been together for a couple years, that played in college for a few years, so know, know how to play the game. So I think we're going to get some good – the Final Four is going to be some good bump, man. This NBA season has been wild, too, like, Mm -hmm. I like the plan. It's kept everybody playing, you know, and yeah. and what we have at the bottom of the West, and and it's a great team's gonna miss out. Yeah, man, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun race to the end. My Kings, I'm claiming them now as a Sacramento native. I'm I'm, I'm that's crazy. I'm being that guy. That's crazy. You did that, and it's and it's pretty wild that the Sac has solidified themselves like a top three seed. They're not like a playing team. People didn't even think they would. They had a, maybe a chance to be in the play-in. That's what people was giving them. But now they're a three seed and they locked in while everybody else fighting for a position. That's pretty crazy to see. Two all-stars that they were deserving. Demonis looks mm -hmm. great. Aaron Fox is great. I think they surround him with shooters. I like Keegan Murray a lot. I like a lot of what they're doing, man. They got a deep team. We I know. said this earlier in the year when we played yeah. them. They had, a, they had a deep team that can, um, that can go off and – they had they had us for 153 points early, so I, I kind of seen it early that they were going to be a high power team on the offensive side of the ball. So yeah, they had a great year. They've had the highest offense rating for pretty much the entire year. They've had been the highest scoring team for pretty much the entire year. It's I know a lot of people and a lot of analysts and, and apparently some teams are going, yo, that's the squad we want. But I don't think that series is an easy out for anybody, man. No series is going to be easy. In the playoffs, I mean, you're gonna fight and claw for every game. 
So yeah, I mean, I'm, I just I, I want to see how they perform. I know they're gonna be excited. That crowd is gonna be insane. Mm-hmm. But it's it's always good when a team who haven't been there for a minute get a chance to play on the stage like that. You see the player, the young players that are ready. You know, first time in the playoffs. That's gonna be fun to watch as a fan. So last thing I want to talk about before we get you out of here, the Hall of Fame class. Because these are some guys you played with. These are some guys you played against. These are some guys you went to war against. Yeah. So let's, okay, we'll start with the two guys at the top. D-Wade, you've played him in the finals. You've played him many, many years. First ballot should be, obviously. Easy. He He's ending the night. Is he the guy who ends the night there, you think? or Give me the give me the guys who's going in. Well, the top three are going to be Dirk, Dirk D-Wade, pal. You really went to war with all these guys. And Pop and, and Pop. Becky Hammond. Might be Dirk. Oh, uh, yeah, I see Dirk finishing it off. Might be Dirk. Longest career, just most story career. So Dirk is always the guy, the big man shooting. I think you're right there too. But like watching him, like he helped change the game in a lot of yeah, ways too. For sure. He inspired a lot of bigs to step out and work on their jump shots. He had a, a unstoppable shot himself that he coined and and that he just created, you know, <laughs> that everybody follow around the world. You know, and I think I don't think he get a lot of a lot of people don't talk about that fact that the one legged fade it's just a staple in the game, um, and then it was used by him mostly his whole career. So, yeah, he impacted me as a young player and a lot of my friends as well. Somebody from Europe that can shoot it like that at that size. It was a at that point when he came in when it was a ninety eight. Yep. And then at around the early two thousands, it was like yeah, he was he really solidified himself as one of the best players in the league. So as well deserved story story career. Somebody I respect to the highest power. Thirty k points. I guess it's him or Hakeem, if you want to say who's the best international player ever. And then that's its own conversation. But Dirk is, again, somebody you went to war with in the playoffs. But if you've guarded in the playoffs, you've been guarded by. Yeah. And that's a different level when you're playing against these guys in the playoff setting. And I want to say uh, all three, all of these guys were on their way to ch- won championships, <laughs> beat us to go on and win championships from Pop <laughs> to Powell to Dirk. Uh, D-Wade, you know, so in some small way, I was a part of that journey for them. You're going to be on some of these, on some Somebody's of these highlight video. reels, man. You're gonna be- <laughs> I'm going to be in the video somewhere. That's good enough, you know, just be able to compete against some of the greatest of all time, all times and just tell these stories of these games. That's really what I'm, what I would like to do when I retire, you know, just being able to play against these guys is an honor. So they all deserve it. And They've been pushing the game and will continue to push the game forward. Let's talk about Powell because recently got his number retired. Obviously a big deal for a Laker. Well-deserving. He's much like Dirk. He's another guy who's transformative in what yeah. he did. And to run the floor like that. And he could shoot a little bit. Shoot it, make plays. Make plays. And, and, I mean, he was what Kobe needed at that second half of yeah. his career. And, yeah. and it, neither one of them reached those heights. So they ended the playoff series against you. Into your first playoff series, right? One, nice yeah. tip in. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's another guy who's like, I don't know, he might be underrated at this I point. I think he is. I think he is. I mean, he uh, he was a guy that when he was in Memphis, he was still playing at that level, but it was under the radar in Memphis. And once he got to L.A., obviously more eyes in a bigger market, people started to see how good he really was. And I want to say they lost in 08 to Boston. And then came back in 09, yeah. and I think he he even went to another level yeah. after that series and, and got even better after that. And then was help, helped him win uh, two in a row. Like, playing against him, it was tough, man, because he can – so long 
his arms are so long. You, he keeps the ball up so high. His fundamentals were so good. So when they tossed him the ball up, it was hard for you to get there. And now he making plays out of that from that from that you know that size. And he turn around shooting jump shots over top of his head. He was a he was one of those guys I really looked at. I was like, yeah, I, I may need to try that in my workouts. <laughs> no, he was sensational. And and you know I know that 09 finals. You know, and and then the what was it ten when they won again too, right? Yeah. And seven. I people well, maybe he should be finals MVP, and he he performed that well. And you look at the guys he was going against at those positions too. KG, you know, KG Rashid, Timmy, Sheed, uh, everybody he's dealing with in the West, like Dirk, like he was going yeah, against Dirk, a lot of guys. Him and guys. Dirk had their moments, and, and you know he's getting guarded by by Ben Wallace, and like yeah, it's 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 amazing what he was able to do coming out of Spain and really open up that market. And you know you can't understate what he did and it, he, you know he's like he was like studying to be a doctor like he was doing that his free time like he's just a ridiculous probably, human being probably was a talented talented basketball player that deserves all of this good to see him get his jersey retired next to kobe's one of those things the hall of fame where we, we argue about it we debate about it we do all this stuff about it but it it still matters. There's no you cannot take away how much that matters, and I'm happy those guys are getting their shine. Becky Hammond as well, yeah, well deserved. Just won her first championship as a coach, and it's been a journey for her too. So don't want to leave her out. But yeah, she, yeah, she's it's a nice class, man. She's opened up a lot of doors. She was one of the first to become a a coach in in the NBA. Yeah, as a woman, uh, her and Pop, she had a lot of success in the WNBA as yeah. a player. But to win a win one in her first year. In Vegas, and they got a chance to win it again. Yeah, that's a nice team over there. Yeah. Added CP. Yeah, that's kind of like cheating. Damn, I forgot about that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but congrats to all of them, man. They definitely deserve it. Uh, can't wait to hear what Excited they say. Excited to see it, man. Yeah, Excited well, to see it. Definitely well, want to listen to Dirk's speech. I know it's gonna be funny. Oh, he's gonna he's <laughs> gonna talk his shit. Yeah, pop too. He's gonna talk his shit. Powell's gonna be the consummate pro. Yeah. D Wade will be entertaining, but but Dirk, he's in talking shit. I can't yeah, wait. Sure. So, he deserves that moment though. Yeah, all of them. Close do. it with Dirk. That's yeah. my vote. Close yeah. it with Dirk. Yeah. So, all right, well, it was fun. I cannot wait for the playoffs. I cannot wait to see you. You know, as we're recording this, you be playing Jokic tomorrow. And uh Jokic has his own convo. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we will. Another time, but uh it's been fun, man. <laughs>